This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Clavio. Clavio is a platform that helps growth focused e commerce brands drive more sales with super targeted, highly relevant email, Facebook, and Instagram marketing. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz, and my guest today is Amanda Brinkman. She is the Chief Brand Officer for Deluxe and the host and producer of the very fun Small Business Revolution TV series, which is in season four currently. So, Amanda, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. So, I guess set up, start by setting up the premise of the show You know, for people that are not familiar with what you're doing. Yeah, so the Small Business Revolution Main Street is a docu-series where each season we revitalize a different small town's main street through its small businesses. Uh, we really believe, and the thesis of the show is that if you have a strong small business core, that any community or town can thrive. Um, and so each year we ask people to nominate their favorite small town, and then Deluxe will invest half a million dollars in revitalizing that winning town's main street, and they'll be featured in that season of the show. So where can people tune in if they want to find uh, both past seasons and follow along with you right away? Lots of different places. So they can watch it on Hulu. Or it's on Amazon Prime Video. Amazon just picked it up. Or it streams online at smallbusinessrevolution.org. So if you don't have Prime or if you don't have Hulu, you can watch it online for free at smallbusinessrevolution.org. Awesome. So let's talk about the town. So I love this concept of marrying the, 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 the two things, not only the small businesses, but just as you suggest, the impact that that has on the overall community. And some of these small towns are kind of hurting, uh, I think, in that regard. So talk about kind of the process for choosing the town, because I, I know you get inundated with, with people that say, oh, come to our town. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think that's because small towns are all struggling with the same thing, no matter where they are geographically. All small towns are struggling with, you know, big box retailers are moving in on the edge of town, which is putting pressure on their mom and pop shops. They've got online competition, which is a problem for small businesses across the country, no matter what uh, size uh, community you're in. Um, you've got restaurant chains moving in. It's just, it's really hard for these small businesses to compete. And when you think about a small town and when you tell someone to either visit your favorite small town or where you're from, you talk about the small businesses. I mean, these small businesses are what make a town or a unique or or a community or a neighborhood, even in a large urban area, these small businesses are what make it unique. You talk about, you know, the barbershop where your dad used to get his haircut and you got your first haircut, or you talk about that diner where they know your order uh, or the uh, local coffee shop where you, you know, see um, people that you know from the community. You talk about these, these gathering places that small businesses are and small business owners also give back to their communities in disproportionate ways. I mean, they are the ones who are, you know, spending their, their, their tax dollars are staying within your community. They're hiring employees from your community. They're certainly the ones who are sponsoring the local little league team. Um, and so we need to see these small businesses be successful in order for towns to thrive because, Again, that's what, uh, that's what differentiates each small town is their individual small businesses. So my father was a manufacturer's representative. I mean, this is so we're talking about, you know, 50 years ago. And he would go to these small towns and there, he'd always have three or four clients, you know, on, on the square, you know, on every one of them. And my favorite was I used to go with him sometimes when I was growing up um, on these trips. And my favorite was always the hardware store. 
Um, you know, with the mm-hmm. wo- the worn wooden floors and, you know, everybody in yeah. there, everybody working there had worked there for 35 years and they knew they had one of everything and they knew where it was. Uh, it's still today, there are a few of those around, aren't there? Oh, absolutely. And you know what's so special about small businesses is that they're, they're always, you know, they, they often say to us, how do I compete with online pressure? You know, I can't compete with those online prices or their distribution. And it's like, no, you, you can't. But what you can compete on is that personalized customer service. The fact that when you go into those local hardware shops, they know how to fix the thing you're trying to fix. And they're going to spend time with you getting to know exactly what that challenge is or that problem is that you're trying to solve. And, and big box stores can try and emulate that same sort of service experience. But when you're not you know, from that community or you're not the owner of the business, it's just hard to get the average employee to to treat the customers at that same level of kind of personalization. And so we always tell small businesses, you know, compete on what you can um, be uh, differentiated around. And that is that service and knowing your customers and, and knowing their unique needs. All right. So you roll into town, you've chosen a city and I, and you kind of have a fun way cause you reveal it. They don't, they don't know they got picked. So you roll in, you pick that town. How do you pick the individual businesses in that town then? Because obviously there's a whole lot of people that would love help. Oh, absolutely. So each year we get about 200 businesses that apply to be one of the six businesses we feature each season. And we do work with all of the small businesses within the community, deluxe host marketing seminars and financial seminars. So we really do we go door to door and help the small businesses, but we can really only feature in depth six of them um, within uh, each season of the show. And so a couple of things we're looking for is, you know, um, through through the series, we're really trying to show what a difference marketing can make for small businesses. And so we're looking for a business where maybe marketing is, is a challenge for them and where we think it will make the biggest difference. Um, we're looking for businesses where people... So basically every business. <laughs> you know it. That's true. So that usually, yeah, that usually doesn't help us narrow it down. Well said. Well said. <laughs> Um, and so we also are looking for business owner stories that are going to resonate with the audience. And because the whole part, one of the main reasons we do this show is because there's something about that affirmation. So, you know, the, the large base of our fans are other entrepreneurs and small businesses because they want to learn from what we do in the show. But we also are striving to affirm the viewer that the things that you're struggling with as a small business owner aren't unique to you that other people are struggling with this too because it can be very lonely to be a a business owner and wonder if other businesses are struggling with the same thing and why don't you have those answers and so we want to find stories where where the viewers can see themselves in those struggles and see themselves in those stories um and the the whole reason again it's a series is because through that storytelling we're also trying to inspire non-small business owners to support small businesses so when you hear a, a family story and and why they run the business, you, you put a face to the business, you, you want to go out and support them. And so we're trying to find stories that resonate both on a business level as well as a personal level. Um, we're also trying to show a great diversity of businesses, not just diversity in the business owners, but that's a very important factor for us throughout the seasons, but also diversity of the kind of category or vertical of business. So we don't want to just do a restaurant makeover show or just retail. We want to show very niche businesses too. So in past seasons, we've featured a dog groomer or a boxing gym or a barber shop, um, we a daycare center. We we want to show as many different kinds of businesses too to 
make sure that the advice that we give in the series is as applicable to as many kinds of businesses as possible. Now, you have a co-host on the show. In the first couple seasons, it was Robert, oh gosh, I'm forgetting his last name. Robert Hershevac. There, Hershevac. There we yeah, go. Yeah, from Shark Tank. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now you have Ty Pennington uh, on the show with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say, um, you're a much sharper dresser than he is. <laughs> but, it's a low bar. I got to tell you. So tell me this: what, what are some of the universe? We already you already mentioned it, marketing. But what are some of the kind of universal problems that you see that you walk in, and you go, "Gosh darn it, here we are again." The two things we see small businesses struggle with the most are the marketing, not understanding how to use marketing to grow and differentiate their business. And the second thing is their finances. So not necessarily having a handle on their numbers or what the numbers are telling them. And so that is why um, those are the two things we focus on most in the show, because those are the two things you need to have a handle on to really run your business. And they're the two things that most business owners didn't start their business to get into. I mean, they don't come naturally to a lot of people for good reason. I mean, people start a bakery because they love to bake, not because they can't wait to build a website or figure out what the heck SEO is or to, you know, balance their books at the end of the month. And, but those are important factors of the success of your business. So every episode and in real life, we just come in to walk alongside those businesses and help them with the resources so that they can get back to doing what they love about their business. We never have to invent the passion for the business. We never have to um, convince them to, you know, try a different kind of bakery item. They've, they've got those pieces of their business nailed. We just try and help them with the things that don't come naturally um, because we want them to be successful. I want to remind you that this episode is brought to you by Clavio. Clavio helps you build meaningful customer relationships by listening and understanding cues from your customers. And this allows you to easily turn that information into valuable marketing messages. There's powerful segmentation, email autoresponders that are ready to go, great reporting. You want to learn a, bit, a little bit about the secret to building customer relationships? They've got a really fun series called Clavio's Beyond Black Friday. It's a docu-series, a lot of fun, quick lessons. Just head on over to Clavio.com Beyond BF, Beyond Black Friday. Some of the shows have some drama. I mean, there are tears and there's joy and there's anger and <laughs> frustration. Um, what, what's been the most touching story for you? Oh, my. Um, you know, I think this season, it, it's hard. It's hard because we in real life are, are so close with all these businesses. And I think all of their stories have such emotional elements to them. I think the one of the stories that we're seeing really resonate with people and certainly did with my team and I is uh, Wilma's Filipino Restaurant. Um, it's episode two of season four. Um, the Fragosa family is from the Philippines. And so Wilma, who owns the restaurant, and her husband um, moved their family from the Philippines to Searcy, Arkansas, <laughs> the middle of Arkansas. Um, with it's a great American dream with literally a hundred dollars and two suitcases. I mean, and they'd moved their four children who were all under, I believe the age of 10 at the time, all in pursuit of creating uh, uh, what they perceived to be a better life for their children or more opportunities for them. And how brave to not only do that, especially as, as a parent, um, how sacrificial, and then also to then start a business. I mean, being a business owner is one of the most brave things you can do. And, uh, you know, we saw her be, what, what I talked about before, she has a passion for cooking. She's an amazing cook. She has this incredible sense of hospitality, which is inherent 
to not just her Filipino culture, but just her as a person. And, but, you know, things like cost of goods and marketing and interior decor and some of these other things were standing in her way of actually being a profitable business. So here she'd been in business about 10 years and had barely, barely paid herself in some years, maybe not at all. And working that hard, you want to see people be able to, there's nothing wrong with making money for your business. That's what a business is meant to do and provide for your family. And so we were just so proud to see what marketing and the publicity of the show and, and helping her with some of those operational things like quantity sizes and menu pricing and some of those less fun things to talk about, but how they could really impact her bottom line. And so that one was a very emotional, just, I think probably because she just sat in such a space of gratitude throughout the entire process. And um, it's always wonderful to see um, a family uh, kind of come together um, and, and move themselves forward. It was just, it's very rewarding. So I'm i I'm free, freely will admit I'm a fan of the queer eye series. And there, there is a little bit of that, like for business, it feels like, you know, there's a lot of hope you're focused on, you know, businesses as opposed to individuals, but there is a, there's a bit of a makeover aspect to it, isn't there? There really is. And I think the other thing we have in common with queer, and I wish more shows were following this, is this is really a makeover show with heart. Um, we aren't there to make the business owners look stupid or to look like we're the saviors. Um, you know, I, we've, we've certainly had distribution partners, not the existing ones, but others that we've talked to that, that want to want to dial up drama or, or, or different things. And we're like, we're not, we're just not going to do that. That's, you don't need to invent drama. When you run a small business, the antagonist is running the business like that. There is no need to pretend or, or dial that up. Um, we're truly just there to help. And, and there are there's certainly dramatic moments in every episode that, that come out just naturally because that is the nature, again, of being an entrepreneur. It's very personal. So yeah. you've got a few seasons under your belt now. I suspect you've probably checked back in with some of your <laughs> folks from past seasons. Uh, have you seen real impact in like bottom line, you know, impact? They have a different business now. Absolutely. Every business is certainly far more profitable. Um, some of the, the greatest success stories are uh, season two, Annabella's Italian restaurant in Bristol Borough has tripled their sales and hired um, a few more people. Um, Ellen's uh, Dress and Bridal from Wabash, Indiana, season one, went from being $100,000 in debt and never paying herself to um, certainly paying herself and doing quite well. Um, and so, you know, we, all of the businesses, well, first of all, the fact that all 24 businesses are still in business is actually a statistical anomaly in terms of business, uh, uh, seeing businesses being able to stay open and, and those open rates. Um, but no, they're all doing extremely well and in different ways. You know, some have more work-life balance, which was a goal for them. Um, they're all more profitable. Uh, some of them be able to hire people, which was a goal. So all of them had certain goals going into it, and, and those have been met. And the fun thing that we do is each season, we actually kick off the season with a return to episode from the previous season. So we did a return to Alton a few weeks before we just launched season four, which is in Searcy, Arkansas. And it's so fun to see the impact on the whole community. Um, you know, we, some of that half million dollar investment from Deluxe also goes to the town. We do aesthetic improvements to the main street and um, invest in different things within the town as well. And it's, it's just fun to see the ripple effect. It's more than just those six businesses, the whole town 
is really on a different trajectory on the other side of the small business revolution. So your um, publicity team, when they were lining up this interview, said that you were going to use this occasion to announce season five's winner. Well, that was that was um, very <laughs> that that was that was very preemptive of them. So here's where we're at, actually, in the process. So we are actually. <laughs> I, I was I was going to I was going to stay silent there as long as you needed. <laughs> we're actually in the process of narrowing down the season five nominations. So over the course of the five years, we've received 35,000 nominations to count. So every year we get thousands and thousands of talents nominated. So we are actually, we're not even close um, to announcing that because um, what we do is we go out, we narrow it down to the top 10, we go out and visit them, boots on the ground, and then we announce the top five, which we'll announce on January 14th. And then it is up to the public. The public votes where we actually end up going. And once we identify the five that's out of Deluxe's hands, then it is up to the American public to vote. And then I'll pop out on someone's stage, uh, I believe it's January 28th. So, Okay, awesome. So your title is Chief Brand Officer. I'm guessing there's a day job beyond the show involved in that. Yes, there is. You know, over the years, um, it, it's been nice that I've been able to focus more and more on the series. Um, producing and hosting and show running a series is, a, is an all-consuming full-time job. And so my team and I are quite focused on the series itself. But we're very proud at Deluxe that we not only do the small business revolution, but it, it's truly our brand purpose turned into a brand action. And so we very much as a company look at this as, as the leading effort that we do to really get our brand out there. And it's making a difference beyond just selling small businesses, marketing services, we're actually going out and putting our money where our mouth is and, and helping these communities and businesses. And so, um, so much of what I do is focused on, on that brand pieces is how this is leading um, us as a company. And, and really uh, not, this is going to sound like a commercial for, for deluxe, but here it goes. Um, I, I mean, deluxe is one is a, such a great example of one of these companies. This is a very old company that was in a very old industry that was very entrenched in a very old industry that's, said, wait a minute, at some point, people are going to stop buying checks. <laughs> maybe we're going to have to, maybe we're going to have to do something else. And I, I think a lot of companies died, you know, because they, you know, the, the, the golden calf was there and, and uh, they, they hung on to it. I, I think Deluxe probably earlier than a lot of companies kind of pivoted to, hey, we have to, we have to be something else to our customers. Um, and, and we, you know, got into marketing. You were one of the first companies to really get into uh, to content. You know, as as a lot of us marketers started talking about it 15 years ago, um, and and now maybe just briefly, you know, what what do the offerings at Deluxe look like for small business? So we can help a small business with anything they need to market their business. So whether it is designing your logo, building your website, securing your domain, uh, email marketing promotional items, apparel, uh, business cards, um, uh, email marketing, the, the list is long, anything you need to really market your business. And we're really the only company that can do all of those things for small businesses. We certainly have a lot of competitors that just focus on email marketing or just business cards or just domains, but it's really nice to work with one company that not only has the kind of heart that Deluxe does, but that can do all of those things for you because it's just easier than having to try and go and 
work with a different company for each of your marketing needs. And, um, and again, we really do it because we recognize that marketing just isn't something that comes naturally to small businesses and we want them to be able to focus on what comes naturally to them. And so why not work with a company that can walk alongside you in an affordable way where you can focus on what you want to do in running your business rather than trying to figure out some of these marketing things that keep evolving and changing over time. Speaking with Amanda Brinkman, she is the host and producer of the Small Business Revolution Main Street, currently in season four that you can find on Hulu and Amazon Prime. And Amanda, tell folks where they might also find more information about uh, the work at Deluxe and, and the show itself. Yeah, so we encourage people to either visit deluxe.com or smallbusinessrevolution.org. Um, and smallbusinessrevolution.org is a really great resource to hear more behind the scenes of what we work with the businesses on. So especially if you've seen an episode maybe on a different platform like Hulu or Prime, it's a great place to go and find out more about how we built out that website or why we recommended a certain marketing solution or a certain financial solution um, gives a little bit more in depth because as you can imagine, each of these scenes that are end up being about three minutes in an episode are actually, you know, two hour conversations. So we really want to provide small businesses with the resources to understand the strategies that we recommend. Awesome. Thanks so much for showing up and uh, sharing your time and information with us. And uh, hopefully we'll run into you soon out there on the road. Thank you so much.